whimsical, so unpredictable Here on the SNL Network Yes, welcome on in everybody to the Saturday Night Network for a very special interview podcast we have here today for you. And I am so excited to preview this sit-down interview with one of the great current SNL cast members with my man, James Stevens. James, how you doing? I could not be much better, uh, John. We've got the Heidi Garner on this episode. Six yes. seasons, right? Six seasons. She just wrapped up her sixth season on the show, joined the show in season 43. And I just remember Heidi breaking out in 2017. Everybody was so excited about her and all the characters that she was doing on Weekend Update. It was so fantastic to get to see her on the show and see her rise. And this year, I really feel was finally her year to step out front and show what she can do on the show. And man, did she deliver. So James, it was so great to get to talk to her. I can't wait for everybody to hear it. But before we get there, do you have any favorite Heidi Gardner moments or memories from her time on the show? Well, as you started mentioning about the very beginning, I have to say uh, one of her breakout characters, if not the breakout character, was Angel, wasn't it? The Every boxer's girlfriend from every movie about boxing ever, right? And uh, I just remembered that as one of those characters that turned everybody's heads. Uh, and, you know, the folks that listen to this uh, episode, you're going to hear a little peek behind the scenes. I think she she talks a little bit about the developing of the character. And if I'm not mistaken, I think we even get a quick in-character moment from Angel, which is pretty cool. Very, very cool. Yeah, she had so many breakout characters on Update back at the beginning of her time at the show with Bailey Gizmert and then, um, and then Angel as well. I mean, this was, people were just over the moon with what she was bringing to the show, her ability to blend how great of a dramatic actress she is with, you know, fitting into that sketch comedy world. I always felt like that was super impressive. And I was just waiting for her time to shine as well. And I think one of the fun things that we got to talk about in this interview was just her ability to now step into the front and be a reliable sketch performer for any writer who wants to consider putting Hadi in their sketches. So that's why I felt like now is the right time to talk to her. No, absolutely. I'm glad you mentioned she's a great actress. You know, she's grounded in every character she plays, I feel, uh, even when not in the lead role. It's just very, very believable. And uh, I, I enjoy watching her. This this episode is, is fun for those that watch it. We'll see her sporting, I think, her uh, uh, sporting KC uh, jersey, which is a, a soccer soccer team. And and she was just she was genuinely excited to be on the Saturday Night Network, which was uh, which was really pretty special. Yeah, that is very cool. For as excited she is to be from Kansas City, <laughs> she was also excited to be here. So we're going to yeah. talk about <laughs> her hometown, uh, everything that she's doing, and all of that. So how about this, James? Let's play the interview for all of the listeners who are excited to get to hear from Heidi. Then we'll come back and we'll talk about how that went and some of the comments that we got to hear from her. So everybody, please enjoy this sit-down Season 48 interview with Heidi Gardner. Yes, that is right. We are here with SNL cast member Heidi Gardner, who just wrapped up her sixth season on Saturday Night Live. Congratulations, Heidi. How are you doing? I'm so happy to be here on Saturday Night Network. This is fun. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for joining us. So I have so many questions for you. The fans are so excited to get to hear from you. So let's dive in. Okay. Coming into the season, 
I feel like the major storyline was obviously a lot of turnover in the cast. And I feel that you were waiting in the wings to finally, you know, become the veteran of the cast and be able to produce a lot of material on the show. So I think this was a fantastic season for you. But what was it from your perspective coming into season 48? Oh my gosh. Well, you know, just being a fan of SNL my whole life, you hear about those rebuilding years, you know, like whenever someone would refer to something as a rebuilding year. And we just hadn't had since I'd been there, we never had like a big turnover time. So I heading into the season, I was just like, regardless of if it went good or bad for me or whatever, I was like, everyone is just going to call this season a rebuilding year, no matter what we do, even if it was like the best season in history, you know? But what was so cool was that I just, and it's, it's hard to tell on the inside. I'm so connected to it, you know, that it's like, I feel like things are going well, or, but you never know. But I just kept on hearing from people and it wasn't just like my friends, but like just strangers even that was like SNL, just there's this energy that feels really good or things feel really fresh. And I was like, well, I feel that too, even though it was really hard to like say goodbye to eight people, I think like by what everything added up to, like from the season before. Um, so I was like, oh, and I actually, I don't know if I ever even heard someone in like a negative way be like, it's, it's a weird shaky season over there. It's a rebuilding year or anything. Everyone just said it like felt fresh and fun. And that's how I felt being there. And I did feel I'm such a sports fan that I kind of equate everything to sports. I just felt like this season I got past the ball a lot more and that feels good if I was, you know, and on an NBA team, it's like, I just felt more useful and it was more creatively fulfilling. And that keeps you going more and more having a little bit of momentum, you know, you're just like, Oh, I'm able to like give my gifts more to my team. And, and that felt really cool. Yeah, it was like Alex Smith moved on and you became the Patrick Mahomes that moved on. Oh my in. God. <laughs> that is such a nice metaphor. I'm going to take it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think the fans really felt like this was one of the strongest seasons in years, and it's nothing against the previous cast that yeah. were there, but it did feel fresh to see um, everybody trying to work together and becoming this ensemble. So I would love to know with some of the new cast members that were coming in, were there any that you really enjoyed working with? Oh my gosh. Um, well, another cool thing just about being suddenly being one of the most senior cast members there was you're just suddenly like, Oh, I you're, there's nobody else's like, I'm not saying like a hierarchy. There's no other, like, I don't know. You kind of set the like standard or, or just like the way things operate. Like not, I'm, I'm not ruler. I think you know what I mean though. <laughs> just all to say like at the beginning of the Are season. You sure? Yeah, <laughs> definitely not. Um, at the beginning of the season, like Ego and I threw like a big pizza party, you know, like it was just like, we're the seniors, like we get to do this now we get to welcome in like the new cast and writers in this like really fun, like loving way. And that was just kind of like a fun icebreaker at first, because, you know, I mean, I'd called the new cast to like congratulate them. And it was so fun to like talk to them on the phone. But then to meet them all in person before like having the first day of work, like jitters that I still get was really cool. Um, so, so yeah, I was fans of all of them coming into the show. Did you have like a crew that you love to work with, like any new writers or something like that? Because I know we always talk about alliances here between the cast members and the writers. So are there people that you really enjoyed getting to write with this year, particularly? 
Well, you know, I've known Jimmy Fallon for a long time and been such a Jimmy Fallon fan. And I have just, in my heart, been like, he is perfect for SNL. So the fact he got hired this season and then we got to share an office together was, it's the closest I've ever felt to being back in freshman year college dorms with a best friend. (laughs) Like I was working, but I was also having like the most fun and laughing so much. And I, you know, I just, I thank him so much for, I don't know, there was, you know, there's just those moments in life where someone helps open something more up in you. And I was just having so much fun. I have a lot of fun there, but like having a friend from home was like very cool. That's so nice. Yeah, Yeah. it did feel like he energized you with all the pieces you were producing. So I loved getting to hear that. I want to ask you about Angel, who was, you know, your breakout character back in the day when you first joined the cast. You did this on your your fourth episode. I think that was the first time we got to see Angel on the show. And it was the first time since season 44 that we had Angel return to SNL this year with host Michael B. Jordan. So I'd love to talk about the conception of the character and why you decided to bring back that character now. Yes. So, you know, obviously Angel is super near and dear to my heart. And like, yeah, the first kind of big thing I got to do on the show. But it had been a few years and it's really, it can get a little scary to bring back a recurring character because you're just not sure if people have had their fill. (laughs) Um, And I think that's probably why I waited a long time. And I don't know that I would have had a reason to bring her back otherwise this season, except that I knew that Michael B. Jordan was hosting and he's Creed. And I just, I don't know, something in my heart was like, that if I can get him to come out there with me and be with Angel, like that is such a good story for for her. And like getting to end that update with like he and I embracing and like, I can see the smile. I, I don't know if it's on, well you know, Angel is usually just so like put upon and the weight of the world, you know, and at the end of that sketch, you know, we embraced and then I see my smile. And for me, you know, I don't know if it's like an ending for her, but like, it is such a happy ending. I'm like, I don't know that I wanted, would want anything more from her. She got with Adonis Creed and we don't even have to remember what happens in the real Creed world. Like it's just Creed and Angel are together. Yeah, I like the storyline for sure. Yeah. Can you tell us, so when you brought that character onto SNL back in season 43, did you bring that to SNL yourself or did you end up working on that with one of the writers at the time and then producing that for the show? I brought it myself and it was something that I did in my audition. And it's something that I'd come up with like that same year. I was doing the Just for Laughs Festival in Montreal and I did it there. And in the audition, you know, it was just like 10 seconds. I was basically like, this is every boxer's girlfriend from every movie about boxing ever. And I think I had like a bag of flour that I was shaking like my baby. And I was like, you think you're the fighter? I'm the fighter. And like every time, well, actually what's really cool is from the title, every boxer's girlfriend from every movie about boxing ever, it would get this like big laugh. And I was like, oh shit, like the audience is on my side. Like it's just sometimes like that character, especially like, you just strike gold with that thing where everyone's like, ah, yes, I recognize that. And that they, every actress that plays that character says the same dialogue in every different movie and iteration of it. So, um, and then it just, uh, yeah, it was that episode. Larry David was the host. It was really cool because I was doing it at the table read and I could feel, 
you know, it was getting laughs. I felt like it was going really well. And I think I was off book, you know, I tend to do that because I get so into it. But I wasn't like looking over at Lauren or anything or Larry David. And a lot of my sweet castmates and fellow writers on the show came up to me after and they were like, did you see Lauren and Larry? And I was like, God, no, I would, I would have never, that would have taken me out of the character. And they were like, they were hitting each other. Being like, And I was like, oh my God. And Larry David that whole week kept on checking in with me. He's like, you're doing that in the show, right? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know when we find out about Weekend Update, you know? And he was like, well, but it was fantastic. You're doing it. And I was like, I don't know. And he was like, well, let me know. Cause if I need to say something, I will. And so I had Larry on my side in case they put it in, but. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So, you know, obviously a great weekend update character. And I really feel like you were known for amazing spots on update for your first few seasons. And then this season, I felt like we got another character, which really connected with our podcast audience, which was in the Woody episode, you did a character Gina Bianchi on the joys of motherhood. Yes. <laughs> we talk about that a little bit because I know you have some brothers and I want to know like where this came from because I, I know like a lot of people connected with this. I like my I connected my I have a sister and she would say that I'm the favorite sometimes. So we <laughs> would love to hear what you uh how you created this character and what went into it. Yeah, well, one of the other um new writers on our show who had just a fantastic season, Kiro Sullivan. She brought this character to me, just this like mom who's obsessed with her sons. And immediately I have two brothers. Um, so I immediately got it. And um, she has a brother as well. And what was so awesome about working with Kira is, and actually speaking of Angel, Kira is a performer. And so whenever she brings me an idea, it's, it's really cool because I trust her so much as a writer and a performer that, you know... I think I get the character and I'll, you know, I'll do my interpretation of, you know, we'll work on it together, but then I'll watch her watch me doing it. And sometimes I can see there's moments, you know, cause she's a performer where I can just tell with a Twitch where she's a little bit like, that's not how I had it in my mind. And with so much love, you know, and I, because I think she's a genius, I like stop and I'm like, Hey, um, is it what you want? Or like, is there something I could be doing differently? And when I was rehearsing that one before the table read, she was like, I just want to make sure her voice isn't like in the angel mom vibe at all, you know? And I was like, oh, you know what? You're right. You're right. Like, just because I'm doing like, you know, that's a Boston or New York and those can like flow together kind of easily. Um, so I'm like, okay, well, maybe we should take her up a register. And she was like, and then let's, and you know, we did it at the table and went great. And then when we're rehearsing it before the live show, um, when we were doing the rewrite, she was like, what about like a physicality, you know, where you're always just like touching Colin and like, so it's so cool to work with someone that you trust. Like, you know, I'll, I, I'll think I have a character, but she was such a great collaborator this year that I was like, she gave me, you know, so much great feedback and ideas and physicality. And I think she brought a lot of my characters like up to a whole new level this year. And Gina was definitely one of those. That's fascinating to get yeah. to hear. So hopefully we get to see that character again one yes. day. So I found one of the most fascinating parts of this season was that Travis Kelsey episode, because if you go back to the history of the show, like back in the 70s, we used to hear all the time that cast members would tell Lauren, like, I really want this person to host the show. And it would be like, yeah, Belushi ended up like pushing for this person and they got somebody to host. And you never hear about that in modern times that a cast member got a particular person to host. But in fact, 
everything I'm hearing is that you got Travis Kelsey to host Saturday Night Live. So how did that happen? Well, you know, massive Chiefs fan um, from the from the get from birth, and a couple years ago, I was I think I did like a ESPYS thing with him or something where we were on Zoom. It was like during the pandemic, and I mean, I was obsessed with him as a tight end on the Chiefs, but I was like, oh, he's he's really charismatic, you know. I just like clocked it. And, and then I did like another thing with him, I think at another SBS and I was like, Oh, he's, he's funny. Like he, and he doesn't seem shy. I, it seems like he likes the camera. And then you watch chiefs games and like his touchdown celebrations are just very animated and he can dance. And I just started being like, I think you have all the things that make a good SNL host. Um, and, but at that point, um, it was after we'd won our first Super Bowl with him, but our second. And so I, I like went to talent, you know, and I was like, we should have Travis Kelsey host. And they were like, okay, well, we'll see how the Chiefs do this season. And we didn't win the Super Bowl. And then the next year, uh, we didn't get to the, or we lost the AFC championship or something. And so this year, you know, I, I found out that Lauren's son was a Chiefs fan as well. So I was like, okay, well, he's got to be in Lauren's ear too. You know, like there's, and like Colin played in a celebrity golf tournament and loved Travis. And I was like, okay, I'm starting to get like a team assembled of Travis fans. And I went to Talon again and Lauren, and they were like, yeah, he's great. Like he just has to win the Super Bowl. And I was like, oh, that is like so much to ask. <laughs> like you guys. And, you know, there was even a moment where, and I think this was just some of the, my friends in the talent department messing with me, but they're like, if the Chiefs don't win the AFC championship, we're going to ask Joe Burrow. And I was like, no, that can't happen. Um, So then like the second they won the Super Bowl, I was like on everyone. I was like, you know, live up to your word. You made a pact. And they were like, the offer's out. Like, um, so it was a lot of me just uh, running my mouth for two years straight. The week that it was actually happening, I could not believe it. And then there was suddenly this, because I had been running my mouth for two years straight, I started realizing like, oh, this was all my like fantasy. And like, now this man is hosting SNL and that's a lot of responsibilities. And like, and also is, you know, you just want it to be the best show ever. Um, and I got so lucky because it was the best show ever. Like I was just hoping like he wouldn't hate me by the end of the week in the show, but it was, it all worked out beautifully. It was such a strong show. And yeah. obviously you had some great sketches with him as well. So I'm really happy for you. And I'd love to know, I mean, all these, we talked about some characters you did this season that were great. You had this moment with Travis Kelsey and him hosting the show. So you've accomplished a lot this season. I'm assuming you're planning on returning to the show. So I would love to know, are there any goals, things you'd like to achieve moving into season 49? Oh my gosh. Well, this season in so many different ways, and I think it's because of like, characters I got to play like Gina or like the busy co-worker like there were a lot of moments or the Abby the ex-girlfriend crying those moments like I know it's Courtney but they felt like flying like they just felt like I got to do my thing and that feels so good like I said just like creative fulfillment and and also when you're doing that you're just having fun like there's not like time 
there, there was no time. I loved it in the busy coworker, like because she was so frenetic and fast paced, there was no time to think. And like, it was only just like me feeding off the audience and the audience and me and Colin. It's just fun. And so heading into the next season, I just want to keep up with that, like pure fun, adrenaline. I keep on reminding myself that like, I only am going to get to do this thing once in my life. What a special thing to do. And also the people that I'm surrounded by are, you know, my favorite comedians in the world. And I just want to have fun and connect with them more. And the audience too. Absolutely. I mean, we do a lot of analysis here of all the cast members and the sketches. And I have to tell you, though, you are so fantastic at playing characters. I think one of the best things that you did this season is you become an amazing utility player. I feel like people can place you in sketches and you stabilize sketches, even if you're not taking the A role, for example. So I think it's really fascinating the development you've become as a cast member moving into this veteran role where it's like, okay, well, we're going to put Heidi in our sketch now because she's so good. Thank you so much. Like I said earlier, it's hard to know, just being on the inside, it's hard to know what people think on the outside. And that is such an incredible compliment because I remember my first season, like always having been a fan of Beck and Cecily, I was really, but I was just like a fan and you're always looking for that person to have like their star moment because you think they're so funny. But it was when I was with them at every table read and I was seeing how much work, like how much they were cast in things that, you know, didn't even make it to air. But I'm just like, oh, that's because you can do anything. And I'm not saying that about me, but like you are just a utility player that is so trustworthy. Like these writers are like, I know they will deliver. And so thank you for saying that. And anybody else that thinks that or notices it, um, that means a lot to me because I, I love to ground a sketch and give whoever wrote it and whatever cast member uh, baby it is, I, I want to give it exactly what it needs, not too much, not too little. Definitely. And I, I do feel like everybody is considering you as the anchor of a lot of their sketches. So it is really wonderful to get to see. Uh, my last question for you today really is actually, I got to watch, I saw on social media how involved you were last week with Big Slick, Casey, and how much you give back to your city and representing Kansas City. Obviously, we talked about Travis Kelsey. So what does it mean to you to be such a representative, a strong representative of your city on the show? And why do you uh, feel so empowered to do that on Saturday Night Live and represent all of the people from where you came from? It's so weird because I would love to say there is like a major reason and intention behind it, but it is so natural to me. I have such faith and love for Kansas City from birth and like that it it just started, it was like, well, this is normal just wearing like Chiefs gear at the end of the show or any sort of Kansas City thing or I have our Sporting KC soccer team I'm wearing today like it it just feels like an extension of me. And then people kind of started calling it out and I would look around the stage and I'm, I'm like, everyone's from everywhere, but like, they're not wearing like a Denver shirt or like an Oakland. I was like, and then it just made me be like, well, you know, Sudeikis did this when he was on the show too. Like Kansas city's awesome. Like we're just naturally doing this because we're proud of where we're from. And, and then like this last weekend, the charity that we do the big slick, we raise money for pediatric cancer at Children's Mercy Hospital. All the like celebrity guests that came in town to help us pull off this this weekend and raise money for the hospital, watching them fall in love with Kansas City. I'm like, I'm not crazy. Okay, this isn't just um, 
just me because I'm from here. My friend Rashida was here and she had been here not two hours. And she was like, Kansas City just feels like a hug. And I was like, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's so wonderful. Well, Heidi, I can't thank you enough for your time today. It's so great to get to talk to you about this fantastic season. And I know we're going to get to see way more from you coming up. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. This was really fun. I'm glad I did it. Okay, that was our conversation with Heidi Gardner. I mean, anytime you get to talk to a current cast member of Saturday Night Live, it is so, so special. So thank you to our friends at NBC and Heidi for giving us her time this week. Just an incredible season for her. She actually matched her career high in sketch appearances this season, believe it or not, James. And, you know, obviously would have surpassed it if it wasn't for those three canceled episodes. So she was, you know, headed towards a career year here. And I really think that she did have one ultimately. She did. And I love how she sort of described uh, kind of the high school analogy, you know, where she and Ego as the seniors uh, at the start of the season just, you know, got really excited. I love to hear how she talked about um, welcoming kind of the new cast members ahead of the season and she just has a genuine love for the show from from her years of growing up. And just she sounds really excited to return. And uh, just listening to the interview again uh, makes me excited for the return of Saturday Night Live, whenever that will be. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think that some key takeaways from what we heard from Heidi were really just, you know, she is a leader of this new group that we're all talking about you know, this season 40, it was so successful because it felt like an ensemble. And I think that she's, you know, one of the main reasons why, because as you heard, she calls the cast members as soon as they're hired and welcomes them onto the show. She's in a room with new rookie writers on the show and writing with them. So when you have that mix of the veterans and the newbies working so well together, it creates a magical feeling on the show in a way that will continue to propel it in potentially into season 49 and into season 50. So I'm excited for what we're going to get to see from Heidi because I really feel like this is the jumping off point to you know her not just being a very good cast member but potentially an all-time great cast member absolutely and the variety is there it has been there and um you know uh I think it was we mentioned at the beginning that some of those weekend update anchored pieces are some of the things that turned heads from the beginning but you see her solid in in every one of these sketches now especially this season and I'm just looking forward to to what's in store coming up next. Uh, she's been in some films and she's been in some uh, some recent uh, TV uh, episodes of different things. So she's uh, she's certainly making the rounds. And man, it was just an absolute uh, treat to have her on the Saturday Night Network. Absolutely. Well, we would love to know what you thought of the interview today. So I encourage you to write your comments and feedback below the video and on social media. I read everything. So I'm always excited to hear what people thought of the interview itself. And I mean, if you really enjoyed that interview with Heidi today, we also got to speak to another current SNL cast member, Mikey Day, earlier this season. And that was a really fun interview as well. So definitely go back and check that one out. In addition, we don't only speak to current SNL cast members, but we also get to talk to SNL alumni on our show called SNL Stories, which is a really fun show that I co-host with my friend James over here. And we have spoken to some great people, including Bobby Moynihan, how about Paul Schaefer, so many great ones. James, any, any others that really stand out to you that you want to pitch to listeners? Yeah, Daryl Hammond was another recent one, a former cast member, obviously somebody who was uh, iconic and that his uh, his stay at the show was... Uh, 
was uh, pretty intense. And, uh, you know, Keenan obviously eventually broke that record, but Daryl is just um, uh, a legacy player. And uh, that was a really good interview as well. Yeah, there are a lot there. So if you do want to go back on YouTube, you can find that playlist. It's uh, interviews or SNL stories. You'll see all of them listed there in case you missed any of those. And of course, the Heidi one will be included in there as well. So if you would like to support us in any way, make sure to follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram to catch up on everything that we're doing. Subscribe to the podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, especially over the summer as we're waiting for SNL to return. Those subscriptions really count. So we appreciate that. And I just want to thank everybody for watching this today. It was such a great uh, pleasure to do this. And I know Heidi was excited to be here and we're excited to have all of you watch. So uh, James, anything else you want to say to the listeners? Uh, No, just great job with the interview, John. It was my pleasure to produce from the sidelines. And uh, thanks everybody for, for checking out today's episode. Yeah. So on behalf of James Stevens and myself, John Schneider from the Saturday Night Network, we will see you next time, everybody. Have a good one.